1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and
0: Andrew Filippone.
1: And welcome back to the third edition of First in Pod. We are now in the middle of our 2023 mock draft. Subscribe, rate, review. This is an Odyssey Pod, uh, 2400 Sports Odyssey Podcast that we've been doing, Danny Parkins and myself. And Danny is off. So he just got Wally pipped here. This is a Lou Gehrig situation. He's been replaced by the great Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL analyst. You see him on NFL Network. We're just. So delighted to have him with us here. Brian, we went through 10 picks before we brought you on, and you were telling us off the air that at least a couple of picks have completely thrown your draft board off here. You're ready to pick with us 11 through 20, but some of the picks have just caused you to almost have a meltdown pre-show.
2: Well, I don't have a meltdown 15 days before the draft. You know, I don't want to do that. Um, There's plenty of time to correct these. But, I mean, look, if Houston's going to pass on Bryce Young, to take Will Anderson, I mean, that that raised my eyebrows right away. Now, I'm not knocking Will Anderson. He's the best defensive player in this draft. I love Will. But Houston, mm-hmm. I thought, would be in the market for the best quarterback in this in this draft, and that's Bryce Young. And to pass on him and say, okay, Davis Mills is our guy or whatever they're going to do, um, it, that kind of caught me off guard. And then you'd have to go much further. I mean, I could see Detroit saying, okay, Anthony Richardson – Let's put him with Ben Johnson. Jared Goff plays another year. Let's give him a year behind There's a solid veteran player, had a great season last year. I could see Anthony Richardson in that role. I think Detroit has a lot of other places they could go. But if you want to put him there and say, okay, back up Jared Goff for at least a year. Let's get you, you know, acclimated to the NFL game with only 13, you know, college starts. Okay. Uh, and then uh, to see B. John Robinson, to go to Atlanta. I know Atlanta um, <laughs> likes to run the ball, but Tyler Edgier was really good last year, um, you know, and, um, you know, Cordero Patterson was awesome at running back. And I think he likes that role. And so as much as I think we all like B. John Robinson, um, that kind you of, know, especially with a lot of help that they need on defense with a lot of great defensive players, on the board, including no cornerbacks to being taken at this point. And I know they just traded for Jeff Okuda, but that that caught me off guard right there. Well, let's see if we can keep it going here. So I'll make a pick
1: and then you'll make a pick and we'll both kind of go back and forth on our thoughts on why we made it. And then you can kill me for the picks that I make like Danny does when we do this podcast. So we're at 11, Brian. So this is now Tennessee's pick. Now I have seen some mock drafts where they trade up I saw one on NFL.com today that said for a quarterback. Now, they just picked Malik Willis. Are they going to already decide that that was a wasted pick? In our mock draft, all four quarterbacks are already gone. So it's really not even a conversation or discussion for them. Well,
2: I mean, unless you want to include Henning Hooker, who I happen to really like. At 11, though.
1: I mean, if you need a
2: quarterback, you want a quarterback. It's not a very far ride uh, from Nashville to Lexington. I mean, you can Uber him over there, you know, in a luxury vehicle, if you like. Um, I happen to think that Hennan Hooker could be a starter in this league this year. But, you know, I mean, if you want to say that's too rich for you, I totally understand. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear where you go right now.
1: Yeah, so this is what I'm going to – this is how I'm going to treat this. Their new GM is on the record as saying – Okay, you don't need to be the Harlem Globetrotters or the Golden State Warriors. You don't have to win that way in the NFL, which is a whole, totally different conversation, Brian. But I do think they're going to copy a little bit of the Philadelphia style, San Francisco style. That's where the GM comes from. I think they're going to go with a trenches pick here based on how the board has unfolded. So I'm going to have them. Skoronsky is the only tackle that's gone in this draft so far.
2: Well, Brian, I'm going to have...
1: Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones, Broderick Jones, and Skoronsky. That's right. Well, I say that. Is Skoronsky a guard or tackle, Brian? Can you end that debate for us once and for all? Is he guard or tackle?
2: I feel like he's going to be a Pro Bowl guard. Okay. I feel like he's going to follow in the footsteps of Brandon Sheriff and Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson. I th- I feel like that's where he's going to be best suited. If I knew right now, honestly, Pony, that he was going to be Rashawn Slater too, right. I, I, I'd just Take leave him school. a tackle. But I'm not convinced that he can do what we all watched Rashawn Slater do.
1: Okay. So I'm going to take Paris Johnson here for Tennessee, Brian. Okay. What do you think of that pick? Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State.
2: Well, look, I mean, Taylor Lewan is moved on. They badly need a left tackle, regardless of who the quarterback is. Um, Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator, uh, they need a left tackle. And so, you know, you look at what Mike Vrabel comes from, what he believes in. uh, He wants to run the football. Uh, You know, as much as they might have possibly shopped King Henry, he's not going anywhere. Um, He still is the king of the franchise Uh, to go get Paris Johnson. You could debate, you know, Paris Johnson versus the next best tackle, whether it's Darnell Wright, whoever you might choose. That's fine. But I don't think anybody's in this business is going to say Paris Johnson is overdrafted at 11 by the Tennessee Titans. I think a lot of people would go. That's a great fit. He played right guard at Ohio State in 2021. He was their left tackle last year. He tested very well. Um, I, I think there's some things about his game I like to like clean up a little bit, but I actually compare him a great deal to Taylor Lewan, who was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. He was a Pro Bowl player there for a number of years, really good player for Tennessee. Injuries caught up to him quite a bit. But I have no problem, honestly, taking Paris Johnson and starting to rebuild an offensive line that's without Taylor, without Ben Jones, without, you know, um, you know, Nate, you know, so like, there's a lot of guys that aren't there anymore. It fits the apart.
1: ethos of the team. I feel like they're not going for panache or sex appeal here, Baldy.
2: No, I, I feel I don't like think they either. And you shouldn't, you should, you should never go for that. You should try to build your team with a strong foundation. And so I think that's, you know, where they could go right there um, with what they have. Okay. So now you're back up with Tennessee.
1: So, or ex- with Houston, excuse me. With Detroit. So, we've already had them take Will Anderson.
2: Um, no, I'm with, which, I'm, well, yeah, yes, with with Houston right here. Yes.
1: So, that was a bold thing to go with Houston. There was Lance Zerline who works in the Houston market, did a mock draft for your for you guys at NFL and said he's not convinced they're going to take a quarterback, which caused us to kind of go, "Whoa. What do you mean they not, might not take a quarterback?" So, we gave them Will Anderson. A shocking pick. So what do you do now, Brian, where the quarterbacks are mostly gone and you've got the great defensive player at two? You can't make a trade. You've got to stay here at 12. What is Baldy going to do for the Houston Texans?
2: Well, I feel like they, they need a, a quarterback. And they passed on a, on maybe the best in the draft, at least the way I look at it, Bryce Young. So, But I feel like they still need a quarterback. And I know Hendon Hooker is coming off an ACL, uh, you know, torn on that game against South Carolina in November. I know he's 25 years old, but I saw him prove every single year, starting at Virginia tech, Tennessee was just moribund. Like they were the doormat of the sec. Now, Josh Heupel, you know, Hennon hooker, they put Tennessee back on the map. We all watched him beat Alabama in a stunning fashion. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that without Hennon hooker. Uh, I, I think the kid is uh, really mature. They need a mature guy in that position. I'm not saying Davis Mills can't win the job or hold the job, but I feel like they have to upgrade the job. And I feel like Hennon Hooker, if if he's still going to be there and they pass, like I wouldn't, I don't really want to take Hennon Hooker at number 12 here to Houston, but since they passed at number two and they took Will Anderson, I feel like they need a quarterback. And the only quarterback that I would take in this section here of 11 through 20, is Hen and Hooker. Like, there's we still haven't seen a corner off the draft. Like, they could go corner. Uh, I think they need even though corner. they took Stingley last year, yeah. But I mean, I, you everybody needs two corners, you know. They, they need a tight end, there's no tight end, they need a wide receiver badly. Well, they we need ha- everything, had a wide, they were the worst. We team haven't team had, had team a had wide receiver drafted yet, yeah. You know, wide receiver hasn't been taken off the board. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, you know. Uh, Quentin Johnston. I mean, you, they, they need a receiver, but they need a quarterback to throw it to the receiver. Yeah. I think. I think they feel really good about their two tackles. So I would, especially if Laramie Tunsil's at left tackle. So I feel like quarterback here. I'm going to take Hendon Hooker. It, it's a little probably high, but I think he's going to go between 11 and 20. Okay. So the fact that they passed on a quarterback at two, I feel like okay. Go get yourself a 25 year old, mature, experienced, improved quarterback that looks like he can do it all right now.
1: So, let me, Brian, I want to ask a question about Hooker and I want to ask about Houston's philosophy here. I'll ask first about Houston's philosophy. So, this idea that's been put out there, Brian, that let's say they like Stroud or Young, they don't like both, they like one of them. And that guy goes to Carolina. So, they do. In our, in, and let's say they can't get a trade, they take a, or they trade down and they take a defensive player. They don't take a quarterback. Do you like the idea of them punting to next year for Caleb Williams or or Drake May, the quarterback from North Carolina? I don't know how much you've evaluated those two guys, but if if the guy you love is gone, what's Baldy's take on just pushing? It
2: all right down good, the road. Good question, pony. Good question. I, I I happen to know Caleb really well. I I worked with him when he was in high school in Baltimore in the quarterback collective. I know him well. I've watched uh May on quite a few, you know, just watching Josh Downs this year. You know, I'm just watching him play. But, anyways, um, so there is a philosophy out there that if you don't love the guys and you don't want to push guys up that build the best possible team you possibly can around the quarterback position. And if you could be lucky enough to take Caleb next year, um, I don't know if anybody wants to be that bad, but if anybody, you know, if you want to take that route, that's possible. It's a gamble though. You know, Indianapolis did that, you know, a, long, a decade ago and they got themselves Andrew Luck. So it, it, it can work out if you, you need a little bit of luck, no pun intended to make that happen. But I'm not opposed to that philosophy. I felt like, Washington was doing that a great deal. And then they went out and got Carson Wentz. And I thought, oh, that was just a bad choice. Yep. You know, um, but they I felt like they were building around that position. And I don't know that Sam Howell is a guy uh, right now. I mean, I don't know how you can evaluate a guy on one game, but they watch him every day in practice. Maybe they know. Um, but I feel like there is a philosophy like that. Like, okay, if you don't love the guy, and I don't know if Houston does or doesn't, I don't have that kind of information. But I do think that that's a, a value, a viable philosophy to do that.
1: And the the thing I'm going to ask you about Hooker is that offense, which was so up tempo, it was so balls out fast. I mean, they've got um, Hyatt, the kid who's an absolute yeah. burner, who's like a Deshaun Jackson type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he is. do you do you put a lot of stock in the idea that Hooker was a system quarterback at Tennessee? Did the system make him or did he make that system,
2: Baldy? Mm, he made the throws. He made the throws to win games. Um, I, I understand that there are certain systems, air raid systems, and I did big 12 games for a decade. I saw my share of <laughs> Baylor's and, you know, even Oklahoma at some, you know, some regard. I mean, I saw Oklahoma State. I saw all those offenses. And I there is something about the up-tempo and what Chip Kelly did at Oregon. And, you know, so there is there is something to that you put up gaudy numbers, but can you really go through progressions and do all, you know, the play action game and all that kind of stuff you have to project, but I think you got to project with all of these guys. I mean, if you're taking CJ Stroud, I mean, who's had the luxury to throw into Garrett Wilson, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba Marvin Harrison, like who's had that luxury in college football. I mean, that receiving core in 2021 is better than half the receiving cores in the NFL right now. Yeah. So like, You know, okay, you put up 85 touchdowns in two years. All right. Well, I can find guys in Indiana that's going to put up big numbers with those three receivers.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.